Capital of the world. It's the TC Martin Show. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. Wiggins a three pointer. Puts it in. A 15 point lead with 143 to play. The Warriors are ready to celebrate. The doctor TC Martin launches. Now in. Will the dynasty continue tonight? We will find out. The Golden State Warriors taking on the Los Angeles Lakers tonight, 7 o'clock in game number 6. We're going to break that game down for you today, as well as the Heat trying to take care of business on their home floor tonight against the Knicks. NBA playoffs, we got that covered for you here as well as the NHL, the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Golden Knights try to take a 3-2 series lead over the Edmonton Oilers at the Fortress T-Mobile Arena tonight. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house, where, of course, our Friday home at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook. Glad to have you with us wherever you may be. It is nonstop sports talk to the 4 o'clock hour here. Two hours, and we're breaking it down for you, playoff-style today. Marco, what's happening, my friend? This is what you love, man. We got one game seven already. The question will be, will there be any more game sevens for the NBA playoffs? Uh, Hockey, big game here in Vegas tonight. I mean, we talked about it before. You talk about a rivalry brewing, Edmonton, Vegas. When you say two teams don't like each other, I think that's an understatement with this series. It definitely is. When you look at what happened in game number four in Edmonton just two nights ago, the game was never in doubt. I mean, Edmonton scored four goals, took care of business. They came out more physical, just really dominated the Golden Knights. And this is what good teams do coming off losses. And that's exactly what happened with the Edmonton Oilers. But the last minute and a half of this game, it really turned ugly. And what happened there is Alex Petrangelo got a game misconduct with a minute and a half to go. He took out Leon Dreisaitl, who's been having a fantastic uh, postseason, as we've talked about so many times before over the last couple weeks. Uh, Dreisaitl attempting to shoot a puck into the empty net, trying to make it 5-1. Petrangelo didn't take too kind to that. He slashed him across his arms uh, and got a game misconduct. Um, a little bit later on, Darnell Nurse of the Edmonton Oilers instigated a fight with Nick Haig of the Golden Knights. Uh, that uh, you know didn't end uh, well. <laughs> and uh, so what happened yesterday, first of all, they announced uh, a fine for Alex Petrangelo of uh, $5,000. And then later in the day, uh, it came down that uh, he was actually suspended for game number five tonight, as is Darnell Nurse for the... Edmonton Oilers so both teams are losing their number one defenseman in tonight's game yeah it's not a good situation let's be honest I'm a Golden Knights fan that was a ridiculous penalty that uh, he took for the Golden Knights Uh, he he definitely tried to harm the other player and and it was frustration I get it but you know what you got beat you know You, you don't do that and then that preceded everything else I think it hurt I know they're both the top defensemen for both teams but I think it hurts us more losing losing him tonight. And Edmonton's been tough to stop. And if, my thing is, how tight are they going to call this game tonight? Are, are the referees going to want to keep control of this game? And if they're calling everything, that goes into the favor of Edmonton because you do not want to have to defend their power play. This is going to be a, another battle. And like I've said before, it, it's hard to predict what is going to happen in this game. Because just when you think that, okay, you know, Golden Knights uh, may be done, they come back and and have a very impressive performance that we saw in game number three, you know, on the road. They've been road warriors, but then they ended up losing their first game. They're now three and one in the postseason after those two victories in Winnipeg, and they got the first game in Edmonton. But game four, uh, the fire was lit. There's no question about it. If you didn't think the fire was lit 
for Edmonton, you know, before then, you saw that uh, performance in game four, and now, uh, you know, with the slashing penalty that came and now the suspension of Petrangelo, uh, I, I expect Edmonton to just pick up where they left off. Not saying the Golden Knights cannot win this game, but uh, this is heated. And you brought up a great point, Marco, you know, earlier in the week. You even said it before when this uh, series started that uh, this really has the makings of becoming the new rivalry for the Golden Knights. Before we talked a lot about the San Jose Sharks and, and the Golden Knights, and it's really hard to form rivalries when a – the franchise has only been around for, you know, less than six years. Very, very tough for that. But, you know, when you have two teams that are good, they have their share, uh, their fair number of wins against each other. And I think it also helps when you have arguably the best player in the world on one of those teams, like Edmonton does with Carter McDavid. And then, you know, now you've got Dreisaitl. And then, you've, you know, you've got other pieces that Edmonton has added, you know, this past season. Uh, this is a very entertaining team to watch. This is going to be a great game tonight. I cannot predict what is going to happen, but uh, you know they say the pivotal game five. It is so true because whoever wins games games five, uh, 85 percent of the time win the uh, best of seven game series. So the good thing is that the Golden Knights still have home ice advantage. If there is a game seven, they will have it here at T-Mobile Arena. But they have to take care of business tonight. They'll have to do it a little shorthanded. Uh, but uh, you know, so are the Edmonton Oilers. But I agree with you. I think. A bigger blow losing Petrangelo. Absolutely, and uh, one thing that has held true in this series, this has been a zigzagger's dream. Uh, the team that loses the previous game has come out not only won TC, but absolutely dominated the next game, and we've seen that uh, throughout this entire series. So it's going to be crazy, a Friday night on the Vegas Strip. Uh, we talked about last week whenever they moved that game from Friday to Saturday, how much of a disadvantage that was uh, to the Golden Knights that, you know, you'd have a Saturday afternoon game compared to a Friday night game in Vegas. That, that place is going to be rocking tonight. There's no question about that. All right. So the Edmonton Oilers have been a favorite in every one of these games. They were favored for the series. And uh, again, tonight they're favored, but only $1.30. Who do you like and why? Well, I, obviously, you know I'm rooting for the Knights. This is the you know the hometown team. Love them, and you know, uh, you know, season ticket holder and everything. But what I played tonight is I didn't take anybody in the game because I did want to take Vegas, but you know, I just I'm worried about uh, losing, uh, you know, being shorthanded tonight. And I'm not 100 percent sold on Hill. You know, Hill came in, he played marvelous when he had to come in. The injury. We all, well, we don't know personally, but we've all, the adrenaline rush when you come off the bench cold as compared to when you have to think about it for 48 hours that you're starting a game. He did not have a good game. There's no question about it. What I did is I played a first period team total. I took Edmonton over a half a goal. So basically, they just have to sc- you know, score the goal in the first period. And the reason for that, twofold, they've scored first in every game. That's one. Two, if they do call this game a little bit tighter at the start of the game because they want to, you know, let the players know we're not letting this game get out of hand, that's going to give Edmonton possibly a couple power play opportunities. And we know how deadly they are on that. So to me, I think that's the safest bet for me to make in this game tonight is Edmonton team total over a half goal first period. Wise, wise. Um when you look at the this series, the power play really has been the key. The Golden Knights, two for 15 yeah. on the power play. Just downright dreadful. And this has been the problem with them in, in postseasons past, as we've seen. On the flip side, Edmonton went one for six in that last game. So you look at six penalties by the Golden Knights. That, that's got to change. That's got to stop. they got to stay out of the box. But 17 times they've been on the power play they've connected on six of them still six of 17 is pretty darn good compared to two for 15 but i mean 17 power plays in all for the edmonton oilers and it's because of the way they play and you got you know the best player in hockey obviously and he creates and he's such a facilitator you know if you converge on him he makes pinpoint passes and finds somebody open and they, they end up you know scoring you got to keep them out of the box that is the only thing that was good in the last game for the Golden Knights is that they were good against the power play for the first time but they still got dominated 5 on 5 in the previous games 
the Knights, it was, that was the flip side. The Knights had dominated when it was five on five. Statistically, it was all the power plays that kept Edmonton in it. And that was a, re- a role reversal. And it might have to do with trying to back up and play closer around the net to protect Hill. They, you know, they had to change their game plan a little bit, you know, with Hill in net over Broussois, who had, had played. Just you can't say anything you know bad about the way he's played uh, since you know he's come in there and had it thrown on his back and you know Aiden Hill that was his first playoff start yeah. the other night yeah. okay you're I know this team it's always been next man up all season long and we've gone through five of them but this is a big big stage still like where the Golden Knights are at I mean having that home ice advantage in games five and seven uh, the series tied two two and again there's no guarantee with Skinner. In Edmonton yeah. goal, uh, you know, to me, he is—he's one of the weaker, you know, goaltenders in the league, and he has shown to to get blown up. So, uh, if the Knights can come out strong, uh, they can be aggressive tonight. Uh, it won't surprise me at all if uh, the Knights, uh, you know, score a few. Will it be enough? And they're just going to have to uh, slow down uh, McDavid and obviously uh, Drysidle as well. Continue that, but I, I think this game is one in between the pipes with both teams playing simple. Absolutely. And give Skinner credit; he got yanked in the game before yeah. and then played a marvelous game. You know, so if you can figure out who's who's going to show up tonight, it's I just say this is a fan, not just the Vegas Golden Knights fan, is a hockey fan. Period. This is much must watch TV tonight. All right, the other game tonight is Florida and Toronto. <laughs> what a crazy series this has been. What a crazy run it's been for the Florida Panthers. They uh, defeated the Boston Bruins to get here as the number eight seed, beat them in seven games. And what do they do against the Toronto Maple Leafs? Uh, not having home ice advantage. They take two in Toronto. Then they take the third game when they get uh, at home ice in Florida. But uh, then Toronto answered the call and they got a victory so now it's 3-1 and now this series shifts back to Toronto tonight what do you think happens tonight and the Maple Leafs are a $1.75 favorite but this has been a very competitive series even though you look at it well you say wow Florida you know won the first three games they've had of the four games three one goal games so these games have been very very tight the other game was 4-2 um in favor of the Panthers, and that, that was in the first game. But Toronto looked good. It was a 2-1 narrow victory. But now they're going back home, get some life. What do you think? I lean to Toronto, but there is absolutely no way, not even with your money, TC, will I be laying 170 or 175 with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I just can't do that. I wasn't involved in the last game, but I can tell you, Every sharp was on Florida in the last game because there's been a pattern of teams up 3-0 playing at home. They close them out in hockey. They don't extend it. The fact that Toronto did get the win, maybe they get a little bit of momentum, come back home and force that game six where all of the pressure will be on Florida if they go back home uh, 3-2. All right, so uh, we'll continue talking about that a little bit later on. John Murray will join us, the executive director of the Superbook here at the Westgate Las Vegas. And also, we are going to talk a lot today about game number six tonight between the Warriors and the Lakers. And another game, a closeout situation there as well, is in Miami tonight. Is the Miami Heat taking on the New York Knicks. So great night for NBA action, great night for playoff action, whether it's the NHL involving the Golden Knights or, again, Warriors-Lakers, the marquee game, obviously on the docket and Knicks in Miami some old school basketball some old school rivalries uh, have loved every bit uh, of these series here in the NBA Paul McKeskey our other seven footer he is going to join us he'll be in the house with us uh, next hour we'll talk uh, about the NBA playoffs but uh, let's uh, start the show and uh, talk to our good friend Lon Kruger uh, the former UNOV head coach uh, Oklahoma Florida Illinois uh, Texas Pan American, got to always throw that in there, and the College Basketball Hall of Famer, uh, Lon Kruger, is hosting uh, his signature event along with Coaches versus Cancer coming up uh, Sunday through Tuesday, and we talk a lot about uh, a lot about uh, you know his venture with Coaches versus Cancer on the show, and it is approaching coming up Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. So I definitely had to have Lon on today to uh, to talk more about uh, this event coming up this great uh, Las Vegas Golf Classic. Lon, how you doing, my friend? TC, we're doing great. Uh, appreciate the opportunity to be on with you. You got it, Lon. I know how busy you are, so I really 
uh, appreciate the time, especially, you know, it's, it's crunch time for you and your entire staff. This is the 16th annual uh, Las Vegas Classic uh, Supporting Coaches versus Cancer uh, presented by uh, Sanford Health. And like we said, it is Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And talk a little bit just about the preparation that goes into this, not only for yourself, but the entire staff, you know, the travel arrangements that, that you're making and to bring all these coaches in and celebrities and this people that want to support this great cause. Yeah, thanks, DC. Uh, the coaches around the country uh, do a great job. Uh, this will be, like you say, the 16th year of doing it. It's kind of become a reunion. So whenever you... Uh, you have coaches coming back year after year. They bring their boosters in. Uh, they pay for their own travel in. You know, so they're, they're very gracious in that way. And uh, over the uh, 15 previous years, we've raised over 13 million dollars. So this is all a result of uh, the coaches uh, really, uh, really believing in the cause. Everyone's been touched by cancer and uh, one form or another. So uh, uh, coaches use their platform nationwide to not only raise dollars but to raise awareness, uh, promote getting screened. As we all know, uh, early detection is the best deterrent to uh, cancer, and uh, to win the battles, you, you need to catch it early, and uh, screenings were off uh, over 90% as a result of the pandemic, and uh, we're starting to get back to more normal, but uh, still we're too low with the screening. So a lot of coaches do a great job in, in uh, promoting those uh, those messages, but also uh, advocating for everyone to get involved in the fight against cancer. We all know if you follow college basketball that uh, coaches versus cancer is very prevalent with uh, with various tournaments. Uh, you know the Dickie V Foundation, everything uh, uh, I mean, Dickie V, and then of course um, you know everything else that that that, is, that has happened. Um, you know, with uh, over the years, and you started this when you were head coach of UNLV for this particular classic going back to 2008. Like you mentioned, Lon, over 13 million dollars that you guys have raised, just fantastic. And you go back the last 30 years, I believe the number is like 150 million dollars. You know, uh, with Jim Valvano and and everything. You know, going back, and ESPN has been a great partner of this, and we see it each and every year. But you know, talk a little bit about what led you to get involved in this and like you said we know that cancer touches everybody uh you know family members friends and that sort of thing and i i think i remember going back you know the famous missouri coach norm stewart really kind of put the footprint on this and then you you jumped right in you know with norm and you've really kind of carried the banner over the last 16 plus years but jc it all it all started with uh i was coaching at kansas state and the uh, old Big Eight, when uh, Coach Norm Stewart at Missouri was diagnosed with cancer, yeah, and he's the one that got it started. Uh, he uh, kind of uh, came up with this three-point attack where uh, he got his boosters to pledge so much uh, for every three-point shot his uh, Tigers made. So uh, coaches around the country kind of jumped on, and uh, you know, it just kept growing. Fifty million dollars over the thirty years, and all as a result of. Uh, Coach Norm Stewart taking that uh, first step and having the vision to raise funds and raise awareness uh, in the fight against cancer. Mm -hmm. Now, the golf uh, event will be taking place on, uh, on on Monday and Tuesday, and you guys have a great gathering on, on Sunday night at the MGM, which is fantastic. And then you'll be over at the Ari on Monday night, and then and then golf you know takes over, uh, especially on Tuesday. You guys are at Cascada, Southern Highlands, Shadow Creek, TPC Summerlin. I mean, the, probably the marquee courses. I mean, as we know, Lon, Las Vegas has so many fantastic courses, but you know to have this event and this uh, Las Vegas Classic on those courses really says a lot. I know those uh, courses are great partners as well, too. And even though you don't golf, I know that you are making you know the trip to every one of these courses. Uh, I don't know if you got the chauffeur, what you do, and then you have you know the golf cart ready to go at each course, and you're rolling around and you're shaking hands, you're, you're taking pictures of people, you're thanking everybody. I mean, just talk a little bit about what your day is like for these three days. Well, they're great days, TC. Uh, like you say, we've got great partners. Uh, those four courses are terrific. Uh, MGM uh, Resorts, uh, you know, they do such a great job uh, in hosting uh, uh, Sanford Health as our title sponsor. They've given over $2.5 million in uh, the six or seven years that they've been sponsoring the event. X's knows of success here locally in town, DJ Allen and, uh, and Bridget Byrne and Jay Ship and uh, Samantha Molinaro. 
uh, Molinari all do such a great job in, in making this come about. But still, it goes back to uh, if coaches come in, they have a great time with their boosters, playing a lot of great golf courses, but they don't lose sight of, of why we're here. And that's what uh, our function is to thank them for giving their time to uh, help raise dollars and awareness uh, and uh, help these great doctors have more uh, more ability, more weapons to uh, do their great work. And uh, raising funds is a part of that. And uh, we've made great strides, but we've got a long way to go. And uh, people are living uh, more quality of lives now than ever before. So uh, we just got to keep making progress and chipping away to get to a point where uh, one day we uh, have everyone surviving cancer and, and living from it. Yep. And you mentioned uh, the great health partners that you have here presented by Sanford Health uh, as well. It's, uh, it's a fantastic event. And, you know, so many coaches like you've talked about have, have joined you and, and got involved in this. And it really is the who's who of college basketball coaches, Hall of Famers, current coaches. Uh, talk a little bit about who can we expect to see here in the next few days here in Las Vegas participating in the LV Classic, Lon? Over 20, 20 uh, head coaches uh, here. You know, Dana Altman brings uh, three teams down from Oregon. Uh, you know, uh, Coach Tang and uh, Coach Kleiman, football, basketball coaches at Kansas State. They bring out six foursomes from Kansas State. Uh, you know, got Andy Infield coming over from Southern Cal. Roy Williams coming out from Carolina. Uh, you know, Tim Miles from San Jose. Uh, it, it goes down the line. You know, these coaches do such a great job. Matt Painter, uh uh, Fred Hoiberg, uh, you know, uh, everyone's been involved and do such a great job. So, uh, and the coaches do a great job of giving their time while they're here. You know, we have a couple of receptions and, uh, they're quick to sign autographs and take pictures and, and really thank the people that are supporting, uh, what they have a passion for. And again, that's the fight against cancer. So, Lon, who would be like one or two of those coaches that, uh, you know, we probably wouldn't want to get involved in a skins game with? I mean, you know, if we were put up uh, the, the, the favorite on the betting board here at the Superbook at the Westgate, I mean, who would be at the top of the board there, you think? You know what? It's, uh, you know, we've been playing golf with these coaches for a long time. Back uh, 10, 15 years ago, you know, Jim Beheim was always terrific, uh, and he was here last year. Roy Williams was a really good golfer. Uh, you know, uh, we're getting a little aged to, to that generation of guys, but today uh, Greg, Greg McDermott is really good at Creighton, uh, Fred Hoiberg. And Nebraska, those guys, uh, you know, really play well. So, uh, you know, uh, Jim Herrick, you know, uh, was a really good player, and he'll be over here uh, uh, on Sunday. So, yeah, coaches enjoy it. Uh, they compete at it, but uh, still uh, have a good time for the right reasons. It, it doesn't sound like you're bringing any, any 30 handicappers over here, you know. You're not bringing any Charles Barkley's. <laughs> I mean, you're bringing a lot of scratch golfers, it sounds like. Well, a lot of good golfers. You, know, yeah. you bet. You know, uh, golf is a great game for coaches because you can uh, spend time uh, with uh, your donors in the program, your boosters. Uh, not only have a good time, but also being doing things to to benefit the program. So uh, it's a great game, and uh, coaches take advantage of that. Uh, you know, to mix and mingle with uh, with not only their their boosters but also their friends. All right, Lon Kruger joins us, College Basketball Hall of Famer. It is Coaches versus Cancer, the Las Vegas Classic, the 16th annual, presented by Sanford Health, taking place here Sunday through Tuesday. Lon, before we let you go, I know you've been keeping an eye on the NBA playoffs. Let's talk about uh, tonight's game. Uh, we got the Lakers and the Warriors here. Tell me how closely you've been watching this, and uh, and who do you got in Game Six? You know, with Bob Reeves, one of our former players, uh, he's doing such a great job. Uh, been watching that series very closely and yep. uh, really, uh, really happy and proud for Austin and what he's doing. Of course, the Lakers uh, got a chance to wrap it up tonight at home, which uh, I think uh, they'd probably be favored to do. Uh, and again, with LeBron and, uh, uh, and company, uh, Davis, uh, you know, hopefully bounces back from the injury the other night, but, uh, I would imagine they'll be favored, but still, when you play in the Steph and, and uh, Thompson and those guys that shoot the ball like that, you can never count them out, but uh, certainly I'd be uh, favoring the Lakers. You know, uh, you mentioned Austin Reeves, who played for you at Oklahoma. Uh, he has been fantastic. I mean, and here's what impresses me most about him, Lon, is that this kid doesn't, the stage isn't too big for him. I mean, he's coming in there, he's taking big-time shots, he's uh, drawing contact, he's, he's willing to mix it up. You know, with uh, these these legendary warrior players, he's not scared at all. And, and talk a little bit about you know Austin Reeves, the, the kid.
did when you recruited him and what he did at Oklahoma and how proud of, uh, the, of him are you right now seeing his game develop the way it's de- developing in the NBA? Well, very proud and, and happy for Austin. Uh, he's a great, great young man, and he just loves playing basketball. He's, uh, he's a... He's a... Uh, he's, uh, you know, he's a... No one expected to do that, but he just kept working at it, and... and uh, uh, his skill... He's, uh, when he got the ball, that's when they're most attacked. And he just plays the game right away. He gives the ball up. He doesn't... Uh, I think we're losing Lon a little bit. See, he, he, he's he's probably checking out all the courses there. He's a, he's he's in a bunker somewhere, on, you know, <laughs> over at Cascade or somewhere like that. There you go. I don't. I lose- a little bit, a little bit. You were going in and out. I was just, I was just thinking that you were, that you were, uh, you know, chipping one in, chipping one in off the green uh, in a bunker somewhere, Lon. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> All good, my friend. All right. in, but, uh, been... No problem. All right, my friend. We will let you go. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you myself uh, on uh, on Sunday and Monday as well. Uh, great cause, uh, great lineup that you have here. I know everyone uh, in town is fully supporting it, and uh, congratulations again uh, in advance of a successful 16th annual. And I know you put a lot of hard work into this, uh, you and the entire staff uh, for Coaches versus Cancer. So, so good luck, my friend. Look forward to seeing you this weekend. Thanks, CC. Appreciate it. You got it. There he is, Lon Kruger, the former UNLV coach, and of course, uh, Oklahoma, University of Illinois, and Florida, K-State, does a fantastic job still in this community. Now he's moved back here uh, full-time and keeping a close eye on his son, Kevin, who is a head coach at UNLV. But uh, Lon Kruger, always one of my favorite guys, always gracious enough to visit uh, with us. Doesn't matter where it's at. If he's uh, on the road, here in Vegas, heck, he joined us when we were in the the Final Four. Uh, Great stuff. Good stuff and great cause. Uh, Absolutely seeing everybody come to town uh, supporting that. Uh, not much, you know, what can you say? And uh, probably all started back with Jimmy V. I, I still, anytime I see his speech, I still get choked up with uh, Jimmy V. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's one of the greatest speeches of all time. No question. They've raised a lot of money and they have made some serious advances uh, in, in curing cancer. But hey, we've all been affected by that, you know, within our families and mm-hmm. close friends. So, um, you know, support this cause, and it's a it's a great event. And like I said, you know, anytime you put on events like this, there is a ton of work, and you need quality people to help you do this. And and Long Kruger has done that, so it's a signature event. It's become a signature event, and has been here in Las Vegas for quite some time. 16th annual, and uh, uh, you heard the coaches that yeah. come here year in and year out to support this, and they come on their own dime just to support, play some great golf. Have a great time, and uh, it's it's a fantastic atmosphere. And uh, those coaches uh, that will be here this weekend, just mm. <laughs> fantastic college basketball coaches. Absolutely, and like you said, they, they do it on their own dime. They, you know, not only are they giving their time, they're paying their own way coming here to do that. So, uh, kudos to them. All right, we come back. John Murray will join us, the executive director here at the Superbook. We've got NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs to talk about, and a whole lot more for you in. Inside the world famous Superbook here at the Westgate. There's more in store around your door and more of what you're looking for with the Dr. T.C. Martin. Back here at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world famous Superbook. Las Vegas' number one sports book. And uh, this place will be hopping tonight because you've got two fantastic NBA games and two great NHL games tonight. We'll touch on all that with our good friend John Murray in the house, executive director here at the world-famous Superbook. John, what is happening? I, I wish they'd broken up the Laker games and the night games. I know. No. You know what I mean? Like It's not good for us that they're the same day, they're at the same time. They didn't consult you? They really should have talked to us about yeah. that because that, that would have been a lot better for business. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I know Golden Knights, you, that you got to go sound with Golden Knights. Well, right? there's but a lot you... of controversy about that, Marco. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll tell you that right now. I'll I mean, tell you right now. I so, like, if, it, if it's yeah. me 
I like at my house, uh-huh. my humble home, I'll be watching the Golden Knights. Yeah. But our crowd, I think most of the people in the book would would be more interested in the Laker game. Yeah, no question. Now, if if the Knights were going against the Suns game, yeah. well, then of course it would be the Knights. Yeah. But Lakers Warriors, I think you got to go with the NBA. I'm with you, man. You got to give the people what they want, and they want Lakers Warriors. I want the Knights, but I'm not one of the people. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this last week. Like, I'm kind of a separate category, uh, <laughs> right? You are kind of a brief status. Drone. Yeah, of status, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no, I'll, I'm definitely going to watch the nights. But then Wednesday, it was three nothing at the end of the first period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was so disgusted that I just watched the Laker game. <laughs> so, yeah. Marco and I were uh, we're, we're dining at uh, one of his uh, recommendation restaurants during that that Golden Knights game, and uh, that's how I, was, I, was, I said, "Turn the channel." You know, let's, let's, let's see something else. And that just gave Marco just more fodder for food. And he went to the dessert menu early. You don't want to be that guy. He went you know, to the dessert menu. You don't want to be that. Early. No, you don't, I'm not talking about that. You don't want to be I, that guy at the <laughs> restaurant barking out the TV changes. Oh, I, you don't I, know I'm, I'm like, kidding. I didn't. I no, didn't I do that. I was yeah. just joking. What uh, What was your restaurant recommendation? <laughs> I, don't I took it. But this guy loves food. You know that. Yeah. And uh, we had a d- debate about fresh cut fries. And I told him yeah. where the best fresh cut fries in the city are. And I told him what specials go with it. And it's a bar. It's 24 7. Best bar food I feel in the city. And that's uh, Home Plate Club. On oh, Las I know. Vegas I've been, yeah. yeah. I've been Home Plate Club. You agree? Oh, okay. you, you, yeah, I've been there. You sign off on that? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It's good. I mean, no, best bar food would have to be here at the Westgate. Because we, we don't know who's listening to this program. Yeah, right. right. Uh, <laughs> but second best would be the home plate. Oh, no, it's good. For all, all kidding aside, I have been there a couple times. It is good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I would have thought you guys would be at like a higher end place, though. You guys. Well, we normally go, but this yeah, was this was ho- this was hockey night. It was NBA right. night. You know, it's like okay, let's go check. And, he, and he's been raving about these French fries. Yeah. And again, you know, I am a, a French fry connoisseur. Okay. So well, you know, there it is. So now okay. he wanted me. He wanted me to rank the the top three fresh cut fries in town. So I, I had to do that. But I had to try these French fries, and uh, so it was good. Good ambience. And uh, again, we have we had a blowout of a hockey game. It was. You know. We had two TVs night. in there. You just had your head with the NBA game behind I did. you. I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I had another hockey fan join us that I had to make sure the hockey game was in front of her yeah. so <laughs> that we didn't have a problem. Yeah. Well, what yeah. was the other hockey game that night? Uh, well, no, it was just the Golden Knights in, in, in Edmonton, Warrior? but then it was Warriors and, and Lakers oh, as well, yeah, too. Yeah, right. So that even though... No, that, night was, spin- my, that it, night was Miami. On Yeah, but it was the yeah. doubleheader. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I made sure that I, you know, you got home I, in time. I got home in time, it, you know, for that. But yeah, exactly. All right, John. So let's talk about uh, Warriors and Lakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, big injury news coming down today. We already had injury news about Anthony Davis. What, what's the? So, what is the Anthony Davis? Anthony, he, uh, he got out. He rolled his ankle <laughs> stepping out of his car. Or, yeah, out that, for the year. That's what you would think, right? Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, what is the injury news? The, the Anthony Davis news? Strong strong gust of wind came and knocked exactly, him over. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's questionable. Th- that that Kayvon Looney, uh, no, El- I know. You know, whatever it was, you know, the glancing him in the jaw okay. caused him to be dizzy and he what, needed a wheelchair. Taking out a wheelchair? From, <laughs> yeah. yeah, wheelchair yeah. from the bench to the locker room. Wow. But he's fine. But no. How far is that walk, bench to locker room? <laughs> yeah. Wheelchair. Uh, let's see. Load management. I can tell you. I've been in that arena. I can yeah. tell you. Uh, it's about 50 yards. He couldn't make it. Couldn't he make couldn't it. make 50 could, yards. Couldn't could make it. We had a, one time one of my buddies was. Maybe little, not even that far. One time one of my buddies was a little, he had a little too much to drink. <laughs> and we, he, this is like 15 years ago. And he fell at the Palms food court. He fell to the yep. ground. And they asked us if we were staying there because they were trying to get us kicked out. Did anybody out. yell, down goes Frazier? Uh, <laughs> luckily, we had a room there, and uh, they made us put him in a wheelchair and take, take him back up. To wow. The really? Yeah. Yeah. But no. This kind of reminds me of Anthony Davis. <laughs> no. The real breaking news ah. is what has transpired since that uh, Andrew Wiggins is a game-time decision okay. because he has a fractured rib. Now well, that I sounds know. pretty severe. Yeah. No. Now yeah. think about this. Uh, that that's severe when you're talking about being able to shoot. And Wiggins, as we know, has really been the second leading scorer behind Steph Curry. This is big news on on the road yeah. in an elimination game, and this literally will be a game time decision with if Wiggins can go or not. So he's going to go through his regular routine. But you know, I've been making fun of, of these guys with these injuries, saying, "Okay, you know, Joel Embiid, of course he's going to play." You know, 
last night. And, of course, he did. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's then DeAndre Ayton, well, he's not going to play. And then, you know, when you say that DeAndre Ayton, you know, is kind of is questionable or maybe doubtful, you just kind of figure, okay, well, yeah, he's not going to play because of who he is, and he's not going to be a guy that's going to withstand this. When you say that Wiggins is going to be a game-time decision, i got to believe in an elimination game, Wiggins is going to do everything he can to play in this game. He, but Anthony Davis, to your point, John, <laughs> I don't know. He might not. Anthony Davis is playing. I know he's playing. The Lakers, but you the Lakers wouldn't be three-point favorite if Anthony Davis wasn't playing. Yeah. So take a look at the point spread in any of these scenarios. It'll give you a pretty good idea of what we think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think Anthony Davis is playing. Now, could Anthony Davis get to the arena and be walking? You know, from <laughs> He's like, fine. Or, come on. I mean, I don't, come on. Because he didn't fall. even have a concussion. So yeah, if you don't I have a concussion, then why is there even a question? I'm, I'm, yeah. glad, he, I'm glad he's playing. Yeah. I'm looking forward to watching that game, honestly. Like, well, I think it's been a fun season. Wiggins is a big deal. This it is, is a he big did, deal. He did go through practice this morning, but they said then he immediately had uh, treatments. And it was just a shooter. Yeah, yeah, they had the shoot around and... But, you know, yeah, we'll see what happens. But i got to believe, yeah, he's going to have a play. But, you know, being available and being impactful are two different things. Sure. That's that's the deal. Is he going to be an impact? Nubchuck. Hey, so he walked out of the arena perfectly fine. Wiggins? No, um, Davis. Oh, Davis. You're back to Davis. Walked perfectly out of the arena. He's totally fine. He's fine. fine. He's totally fine. I, I've seen John Murray stagger, you know, yeah. more than that, huh? you know, out, out <laughs> of the Westgate. Da- Davis is fine. Yeah. Davis is fine. He's totally fine. Uh, we, we did really poorly on game five. Uh, took a lot of Golden State money. I think a lot of people thought that the Lakers, if they fell behind, they were going to kind of just say, eh, we'll go to game six. And that did feel sort of like what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think the Lakers are playing with fire a little bit because they, they could have lost game four mm-hmm. at home. So this line opened two and a half. Now it's up to three. Yeah, some money on the Lakers, the Wiggins injury questions, and, and Golden State. Let's just face it, they've been an absolutely horrible road team this season. I know they won games five and seven of the Sacramento series, and that is impressive, but they lost both games in L.A. this series. They were terrible during the regular season. They, they're just a different team when they're away from that home arena. Here's the deal, though, with, with the Warriors. In these two games in, in L.A., uh, the prior games, they were had their opportunities. Not like they got that blown out here. They had double-digit leads in both games. Game four, it looked like they were going to pull away. Exactly. Uh, Up by 12 at the end of the third. Uh, Yeah, that that one, very surprising. Uh, So they can't win tonight. And, you know, begs the question, okay, who's who's got the most pressure here? I think they they both do. But if you're the Lakers, this is is it for you. You don't want to go on the road to go play in San Francisco. And here's another thing. It's a 12-30 game. Uh, supposed to be a 12:30 game on Sunday. That's going to be a short turnaround after a late night game tonight. Get on a plane I, tomorrow. I know you hate when I do it, but if you want to put the conspiracy theory in there, you know the NBA wants Game Seven Lakers Warriors. But is it? I don't know about that because that means they could potentially not get the Lakers in the conference finals. Are you sure they'd rather have Game Seven over having the Lakers go to another round? I don't know about that. See, you guys kill me. They. <laughs> Who is they? Okay. Well, I, I don't. Actually, I do agree with TC because yeah. when I was a kid, David Stern and the way they ran the NBA, it really was they. Okay. They they made sure that the Bulls didn't lose to the Pacers in the 98 Eastern Conference Finals. And they made sure that the Lakers didn't lose to the Kings in the 02 Western Finals. That, that was the David Stern era. That was the, the Tim Donahue era. They weren't going to have the Jazz play Especially the Pacers the, in the NBA Lakers. Finals. King series. Yeah. Well, a referee look up 98 Eastern Finals Bulls Pacers. I hear you. They weren't going to let it be Jazz Pacers <laughs> instead of Michael Jordan going for a three-peat, and they made sure of it. So they, back then, I don't think they really do that anymore, though. Uh, the NBA is too global now. They're not as reliant on these big teams. What do you got with the uh, Knicks and the Heat? We see uh, the Heat, a six-and-a-half point favorite closeout game tonight. Yeah, we really need the Knicks. A lot of money on Miami. They're laying the points. I think they laid six for 50K this morning. One guy did. And just money streaming in on the heat all day. We need the Knicks series price. Uh, we need the Knicks, really the game and the series. Big Knicks fans tonight. And, uh, boy, they've really showed up in the series. They've put a, forth a <laughs> sterling effort, especially in the games on the road. A sarcastic John Murray. Hopefully they show up tonight because yeah. they're, they're playing at the Miami team. 
Miami is an eight seed, and they're a little bit undermanned, and it's it's shocking how easily they've handled the Knicks in this series. I think they get a matchup. I mean, one team has a yeah. superstar in their team, and the other doesn't. One team has uh, Eric Spolster too. Exactly, and That's Jimmy and Jimmy team. Butler, and, yeah. and and the Knicks don't have a superstar. No, they don't. And they don't. And Spolstra just he coaches circles around all these guys. Yes, and I like Tom Thibodeau, but Spolstra is the best coach in the league, without a doubt. I'm surprised you got as much action right away. I mean, because the uh, previous two games there, line was four and four and a half. And, yes. you know, this line opened up six, and then we saw six and a half start to pop people up. Are wa- people are watching this series. And if you're watching this series, you can clearly see the Heat are better than the Knicks. The it's Knicks self-destruct. Playing, game yeah. four, the Knicks had their opportunities. They, every time they made a run, then they'd have a couple bad trips yeah. down the floor, bad shot selection. The thing from game five that got the Knicks home and that's my only concern on tonight. I am on the Knicks, very small. I went with them. I would have went bigger with them tonight with the the inflated line, but can they get the edge that they had at the free throw line at home? You want to talk possibly about home cooking? 40 to 19 discrepancy of getting to the foul line. That's big number to overcome. Well, game two, they got some home cooking down the stretch. If you remember game two in New York, no Jimmy Butler. Heat up one game to none. It looked like he were going to go up two to none. Right. And uh, I thought they got a few breaks. Mm-hmm. They did. That happens, man. We have a game seven on Sunday. We've got the Philadelphia and Boston. Boston was seven and a half point choice. Looked like Boston was going down last night. Uh, they were trailing with four minutes to go. They put on a little run, and then boom, here come the threes and Tatum and Smart, and then Philly could not hit anything. I think they scored a bucket in the in the final four minutes of this game, and then uh, Boston ended up not only winning and covering and rolling here by nine points, but uh, Boston jumped out of that big lead last night, and then Philly kind of took control, um, you know, in the second half and the third quarter, and it looked like wow, Boston's going to be eliminated, but then again. Uh, Boston, you, everyone wants to talk about the Warriors and the three-point shooting. No one is more reliant on the three than the Boston Celtics. And they look god-awful when they're not hitting those shots. What do you think in Game 7, John? Well, uh, we've, we've thought Boston was the best team in the NBA all year. I mean, we had them neck-and-neck neck with Milwaukee all season. Mm-hmm. What do I think of Game 7? I think Boston's going to win easily. But if we had done this show before Game 5... I would have said the same thing. And Philadelphia ends up blowing them out in Boston. I I think that is uh, one of the more inexplicable results of this entire postseason was what happened on Game 5 a few nights ago in Boston. So, I don't know. Jason Tatum started the game 1 for 14 last night. Yeah. And they still won on the road. Yeah. Boston should be able to take care of business in this series. Embiid is not 100%. Boston should be able to, to handle business, get to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I would have said the same thing before Game Five. It, you know that you talk about Tatum. That's been the last three games that he's uh, could, he started off horrendous. Not uh, a good series for Tatum, yeah. and it's at some point, Marco. You know this. Right. The, the superstars, you got to question them a little if they don't deliver this yeah. time of year. Yeah. I have not. I've cashed one ticket in the series with Boston. I did use Philly. On, I think it was Saturday, the game where they blew a big lead. They had right. total control of that game. But Boston's been a series of runs, both good and bad in the games. I, I don't trust them. They are the best team, but they struggled with several games in the first series, and we're seeing it here. Coming from behind to win games, blowing big leads. And I know you're going to make us pay. A pre- I didn't even look at what the line is on uh, Sunday, but you're going to pay seven and a half. You're going to pay why, a premium. You're going to pay a why, premium. Why would again. you take Philly in seven and a half? The way this series has gone and as inconsistent as Boston's been, the game, the game seven mystique. I hear you. That, it, hey, that's it. Hey, but but it could be a, a, a three or four point game too. Doesn't have to be seven and a half point game. You know? Yeah, no, that's true. But I think I think that line is it's a little bit baked in. Nope. That Joel Embiid is not 100. percent I don't think right. if, if we considered Embiid to be 100% that you'd see the market this high on, on Boston. Okay, you guys want to talk about Eric Spolstra. Let's talk about Doc Rivers because I, I don't want Joe Missoula. My money on Joe Missoula in, in a big game. Yep. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a big coaching advantage Joe Mazzula, in this series. Uh, Joe Missoula is a fellow West Virginia Mountaineer. Yeah, I know he is. He played on our, he played on our 2010 uh, Final Four team. You can have him. Uh, yeah, no, no. I've seen people talking about that on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Missoula looks like he's in over his head, yeah. and it makes you wonder about the the f- fired coach yeah. 
who did a great job last season, Udoka. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get in trouble for saying anything, but Missoula is struggling. Whenever you're saying Doc Rivers is a huge edge over somebody, that tells you how bad the other guy that is. That is scary. Because yeah. Doc is good. At, he's He's been great regular season coach, but it hasn't translated in the postseason. No. Hey, he, he's better than a couple of these coaches that we've seen in the postseason right now. He's had some good teams yeah. in the past. <laughs> he's yeah. better than Joe Missoula at this yes, point yeah. in their careers. Yeah. I don't think anyone okay. is going to possibly Speaking argue Speaking of that. Mountaineers, I mean, we had talked about this uh, during the course of the week about your boy Bob Huggins. <laughs> did you hear about his comments? Yeah, of course I did. Uh, I just assumed. Well, I just assumed he'd get fired. Right? Uh, I, I would you know. mind if he got fired being the Mountie yourself? Would I mind? Yeah. I mean, do, do you do you I, care for him as a coach? I like Bob Huggins. I mean, just uh, I've enjoyed watching him the last fifteen years or so. Uh, no, I wouldn't really care. No, I mean they could find somebody else. Huggy Bear. It's a, It's not a, like. <laughs> I mean, it, these guys are replaceable. There's only a few guys out there that are irreplaceable. I don't think it would be like a death nail for the program. Mm. Let's talk about the Golden Knights in Edmonton tonight. Huge game five. Noah Petrangelo for the Golden Knights. Uh, again, you have a situation, too, with uh, Edmonton. Uh, no Darnell Nurse for instigating the fight at the end. But, uh, yeah, Petrangelo in a 4-1 game, <laughs> you know, committing that that ridiculous penalty. Uh, I'm not saying that I, I'm glad that he got suspended, but... I'm glad the NHL didn't let that go because that was ridiculous. Well, they got to be smarter than that. Who cares if it's 5-1, 6-1, 4? Who cares? It's a minute and a half to go in the game. But, again, you know, Edmonton, Golden Knights, Game 5. Edmonton, once again, a favorite on the road, $1.30. What do you well, say? The Edmonton power rating is just through the roof. I mean, yeah. they were favored in this series despite the Knights having home ice. They're, they're favored in the road games. They're big favorites at home. It's the firepower of the Knights. I mean, mm. we see this a lot in football. The teams that have the, the firepower on offense get the high power rating numbers. And I, that's sort of what you're seeing here with Edmonton in this series. And Vegas, you know, let's remove ourselves, our, our fandom from the equation. Mm. Vegas has not really had a high power rating all season. You know, we talked about this before the first round. They were not a big favorite in round one against Winnipeg. Right. They don't really get as much respect from the the market as you'd expect for a number one seed. Especially being the hometown team. Yeah, true. You, you know, here. But I mean, we don't. That's something that's really changed a lot in the last five or six, five years. We're not overrun with Knights money anymore. That first year when they made the Stanley Cup final and it was all new and everybody's excited, we were dead to rights on the Knights every night. And that just doesn't happen anymore. Somebody's getting some bets because anytime you're at a Golden Knights game and it's a one-goal game and they sure. get the empty netter at sure. the end, that place erupts. <laughs> well, that, that's, what, that's what killed us in 18 yeah. was when they would cover the puck line. Yeah. And we'd be like, all right, the Knights won. This is great. Yeah. Let's, just, yeah. let's not hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> and then they'd score an empty net goal. I was like, oh, my God, that just costs a ton of money. Uh, but the Oilers are really popular, too, because of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and their big-name players. They're our big, they are our big liability in the Futures book, not the Golden Knights. So we'll see what happens tonight. I'm a little nervous, to be honest with you guys. What kind of action volume are you seeing on the other series, especially with the Florida Toronto Maple Leaf series? The Florida one's been good. Uh, Carolina, not not. Yeah. That one, I know that series is over now. That didn't move the needle too much. The Seattle-Dallas series has been pretty good. That one, you know, both Seattle playoff series have been really entertaining, and we've been seeing good action on both. Mm-hmm. Or we saw it on both. All right. All right. We know the uh, NFL schedule uh, was released uh, yesterday. We talked a little bit about that. We'll, we'll get into that uh, next hour as well, too. But uh, here at the Superbook uh, at the Westgate Las Vegas, uh, they're on top of it very, very quickly and you guys have lines on all of the opening week games uh, some quick thoughts regarding the NFL uh, schedule and we talk a little bit about uh, the opening night I'm a little, kind of surprised they went with you know the defending champs and the Chiefs well usually we we see a pretty good opponent they're playing the Lions I mean, we couldn't do a little bit better than that. I mean, Lions are up. At, no, 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 they're a nine and eight team, Marco. They were <laughs> nine and eight. I and, and they had to win eight of the last ten to become nine and eight. They get an opening uh, night nod on the against the champs. Get a nod? I don't think I want that nod. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I, I don't want to see that like, game. I, why would the Lions want? Like, how? Where do you guys start the year? At Kansas City. 
Yeah. Uh, that sucks for the Lions. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We got Chiefs 7. Right. That speaks to the power rating of the Lions, though, to Marco's point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Chiefs are only a seven-point favorite at home yeah. in a primetime game like that because, look, everyone's going to bet the Chiefs. Right. Every money line parlay <laughs> for the week is going to start with the Chiefs. Yeah. And teasers. I remember uh, <laughs> years ago after one of the million New England Super Bowls, they were in this spot, and Kansas City was the road team going into New England on that Thursday night game, and it was the biggest win we had the entire regular season that year because Kansas City won at New England on Thursday night football, the opening night game, and killed every money line parlay, every teaser before the week even started. Mm. And I have a feeling Detroit's going to be like that for us in a couple of months. And uh, the Raiders will be uh, opening against the Broncos on the road. Yeah, Yeah, And and Broncos with three and a half point favorite. Denver's going to be much improved. I mean, you, you can't you cannot replace somebody like Hackett and not get better. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you just can't. They, they will be improved just because they got rid of that guy. They, they're very good defensively. I expect Russell Wilson to bounce back. I don't think he's going to play at an elite level, but I think he'll look like a competent quarterback under Sean Payton. I'd be really surprised if Denver's not a lot better this year. I know you don't put lines on value with coaches. You know, when a player's missing, you know, oh, he's worth a point to this team or two points. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton's definitely worth a point or two. <laughs> Over Hackett. Over Hackett? Yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> no, I agree. I really, the only thing that, that, that causes me to pump the brakes a little bit on Denver is that they have the Chargers and the Chiefs in their division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If Denver was in another division, this is a team that could win a division, could maybe win a playoff game. It's going to be tough for them to overcome that division. And the Raiders are just in a real tough spot. Yeah, look at that. Sunday night football, Cowboys and the Giants. Seems like we always see that, don't we? Yeah. And then uh, Monday night football, the Bills and the Jets, a pick em. They keep betting us the Bills in that game. Yeah. So they're betting Bills, they're betting Bills. We'll see. The Jets are going to get some money, too, with Rodgers there. But if you remember last year, the opening Sunday night game, the Bills, or maybe it was Monday night game, opening primetime week, first week, the Bills routed the Rams. Yeah. And we needed the Rams big, so hopefully we don't get that again. All right. John, enjoy the games tonight. I know your eyeballs will be focused on uh, the Golden Knights in in Edmonton. But uh, we're looking forward to that, man. I appreciate the time as always. Good time, guys. There it is, John Murray, the executive director here at the Superbook. We come back on the other side. It is NBA talk. The other seven-footer, Big Paul McKeskey, is in the house. We're breaking down Warriors, Lakers, Knicks, Heat, and a whole lot more. Game seven to talk about on Sunday with Boston and Philly as well. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo at the world-famous Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. Take off the